So, Samsung. Let's talk about Samsung straight away. Let's, let's get on with it. Yeah. On this uh, typically Apple-centric podcast, um, there is some Apple stuff to talk about, but I think I think Samsung have had the more interesting last couple of weeks, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? I think this is. <laughs> I've looking <laughs> looking through the notes and uh, having caught your recent videos, I think that Apple are actually in for more of a bashing. <laughs> this time than samsung which is very unusual i was thinking the exact same thing earlier when i was playing with my s23 ultra i was thinking oh dear <laughs> this isn't it's not a good start to the year for for tim and co is it well i think we'll get onto that a bit later actually but it's a nice little cliffhanger but yeah you're right it's um the tables have turned haven't they right they have i thought it was a good event it was yeah i switched off literally when it, they got to the laptop so you might have to fill me in on, on that one but um the phone. I mean, starting with the phones, it's. I, th- I think the thing with this, a lot of uh, non-UK listeners, and we have got quite a few on here, um, won't get why we're so excited by this or why this is such a big deal. But um, I don't know if you agree, but I think that the biggest thing for this S twenty three launch is the is the choice of chip for this region. Do you 100%. agree? That's the, that's the headline news for us here. In well, everyone who isn't in. USA or China. Yeah, it was just those two, wasn't it, that um, that got the got the proper proper chip. Yeah, pretty much everywhere else got the got the the wonky the wonky Exynos, which ruined it. And we've both got one now, haven't we? So we've both got the S twenty three Ultra, literally received today within about an hour of each other. I think. Yeah. Thanks to was yours DHL. It was, yeah. What are your first impressions? I like it. And uh, I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it. And I, d- I don't even know why I got it, really. I think it's basically because they offered me offered that ludicrous trading deal, that's 750 quid. So, I mean, Samsung are generally pretty good with their trade-ins, or at least they are here. I have heard um, that people in other places in the world aren't so pleased with the trading offers in, in other places but for some reason here they were offering you know you could trade in your your gimped s21 ultra with this exodus nonsense and get 750 quid off an s23 ultra absolutely crazy wasn't it did you get the 150 quid thing as well well the the 750 quid is made up of 600 quid trade in for your old device and the 150 quid discount isn't really a 150 quid discount it's just a free upgrade to 512 gigs of storage rather than ah, the standard 256 sense. so the they start at 256 now you can pay an extra 150 quid to bump up to 512 but if you pre-order you get 512 for the price of 256 which is effectively a 150 pound discount so when it shows on your receipt it shows as a hundred a 750 pound discount it's not really yeah, but, it's it's great I though, mean, isn't it? If if yeah, I'm, I I I looked at it thinking, well, I've got to do that, haven't I? It'd be rude not to. That's uh, that to get seven hundred and fifty quid off anything has got to be worth a go. But I'm not even sure it's worth six hundred and fifty quid, which is what we've ultimately ended up paying for them. Hmm. In addition to you know 
whatever it cost us to get in get the S21 Ultra initially. Um, but it, straight out of the box, it feels better, doesn't it? Oh, unbelievably. Yeah, it, it, it's, it was literally a case of, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, from the moment I got the uh, the, the Exynos-powered S21 Ultra powered up, it just it annoyed me <laughs> immediately. Because it. it just, everything just felt like it, it was a bit treacly, just took a little bit too long. Just a fraction of a second, every time you tap on anything, just to do what you asked it to do. And then while it was doing the thing, it would glitch and have little ticks here and stutters. And it was, it was frankly unpleasant. And it did improve from One UI 5 onwards, to be fair. I don't know how, did you play with it much? A little bit, yeah. By that point, I'd just lost interest though, really. You lost <laughs> didn't, didn't trust it at all. We, we were finished by that stage. So yeah, so I mean, so straight out of the box. So this is I, I got the grey one. Nice, and it's it's a it's a really pleasant colour. I don't. I'm pretty sure that that is not doing it justice on camera. But it's kind of a matte finish, and it's kind of iridescent. It's 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 very pleasant. It's quite nice. Nice. I went for the um, blue one, which I'm not going to show you because I need to take off this Pitaka case, which is, as I've discovered a minute ago, very difficult. So, uh, well, but yeah. what else did you discover about that Pitaka case a minute ago? That it's a MagSafe case, <laughs> which I should know as they're a channel partner. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the colour's lovely though, the, the blue. I'm not sure what they call it, but it's, it's one of the... Is yours the online only? Yeah, colour? so yeah. this is uh, it's graphite, so it's an online exclusive colour. Nice. But it's yeah, it's genuinely nice. Yeah, so it's a lovely looking phone actually. Um, and the other thing that strikes you with it, as always, is is the screen, which I always, if I've not been using one for a, a Samsung S something for a little while, because um, I have been using obviously the Fold, which is is fantastic, but it hasn't. The screen is nothing like the S twenty two or S twenty three. Um, it's just it's so nice, isn't it? It's such a nice screen. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the two side by side here. And I don't know what it is about the new one, but it is it's it's better somehow. I can't I can't explain it, but and they're both at the same brightness. It's not that it's brighter, although it is brighter. It's like seven hundred and fifty nits peak brightness now, but obviously it's we're eight mm. o'clock in the evening. I'm not <laughs> blind yourself. I'm not gonna blind myself. <laughs> but, um, no, yes, yes, lovely lovely display. Obviously, the first thing you notice when you get it out of the box is the is the flattened the flatter edges. Which yeah. I really like, actually, because I guess I'm used to the 14 Pro Max, which has got flat edges. And before that, I had a, a 12. So from the 12 onwards, the iPhones had the flat edges. And, and obviously, I was a really big fan of the Nothing Phone, which is basically an iPhone Pro Max. So that also has flat edges. So, yeah, I didn't like how curvy the S21 was. I mm. felt I, it, it didn't. I mean, it's comfortable. You know, it's 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 not unpleasant to hold, but I, I, I feel more confident holding the squarey edged one than I do the rounded edged one. Yeah. So, so you get out of the box, feels nice. The screen comes on, looks amazing. Um, if you put them side by side, it's it's a tiny bit bigger, isn't it? It's, like it's, like it's a slightly taller, isn't it? Yeah. I noticed. Yeah, yeah a tiny bit taller. Um, yet lighter than a fourteen Pro yeah. Max, even though it's bigger, which is quite nice. Uh, and then you start using it, and you notice that the haptics are lovely. I hadn't noticed that yet, actually. Yeah, to just uh, take a moment to consider the haptics next time you're typing something in. It's just, it's very nice. Um, the buttons feel clickier, although I don't know whether that's simply because obviously the other one, the old one, is is well used. But certainly they they feel 
sturdier. They seem to have gone in the opposite direction to the iPhone. I found that the iPhone buttons have got less clicky as time's gone by. Yeah, kind of, I mean. they fit, they've got spongier with each year that goes by. I found, but now these are these are pleasantly crisp buttons. Um, setting it up out of the box was a breeze. I don't know about you. I just transferred from. I think I transferred from the fold actually, and it was really it worked. Really, it did, did something. It did something very Samsung. So it, it it transferred everything seemingly okay and fine. But what it didn't do, it added all the everything was the same. So that the home screen was the same, same apps etc. But none of the apps were installed. So that the icon was there, but it was slightly greyed out. And when you pressed it, it took you to the Play Store to install it, rather than installing the apps. Oh, which I found just very. If, if you'd left it for a bit, it would have downloaded those in the background. It was... Well, it, it said it had done. It, it said something like it had downloaded fifteen apps or something and installed them, but it hadn't. I don't oh. know which ones it had downloaded. It hadn't done the ones that it transferred. Everything that it transferred from the the fold was there, but not installed. I had to go in and manually install each one, which was very Samsung. But um, that's just a minor gripe, really. But yeah, apart from that, really, really, it was up and running within about fifteen minutes, if that. Yeah, well, same. I, mean, I didn't bother doing any of the transfer stuff. I like to set up phones from scratch as a rule. So, yeah, I was just bashed through the screens, up and running. And, yeah, it's the, the, the effect of having a proper Snapdragon in this device is profound. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I can't get over it. I, I, I mean, I need to spend a lot more time with it, which I will do, but it's just it just feels like a proper phone, doesn't it? It feels really quick as well. It's, um, it's buttery smooth. There are no hiccups yeah. or glitches. Like you Nothing. know, uh, like one of your, um, I seem to recall you had an issue with when you when you swipe over to the the news feed, that used to be quite sort of stuttery and glitchy, didn't it? On uh, on the Exynos one. I'm just trying it's it now. Just ev- everything is just whizzy and smooth, and it's one, genuinely genuinely lovely thing to use now. One thing I have noticed, I don't know about yours, your um, your stylus, yeah, your, your spen as they call it. Is there a bit of resistance when you take yours out? I've tested this against the S22 Ultra and it comes out more smoothly in the S22 Ultra, whereas on this one, there's a bit of... It kind of hits some resistance twice as it comes out. What about yours? To the point where I wondered if it was bent, which which it isn't. Bear with me. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. I imagine that that is just wear and tear, isn't it? Possibly. Maybe just stop it falling out. The pen has come in and out of your S21 over the past year at least very twice. <laughs> Every single minute of the day, obviously, because it's, it's so useful. Um, don't say anything against the S Pen, because, well, that brings out the trolls. Well, the, they, they used to be colour-coded. If you got the special colours before, yeah. they used to match, then they've uh, they've done away with that. So they've, they've nickel and dimed us this time around. I mean, obviously, they put a proper chip in it, so we'll let them off. But you, you can actually buy a colour-coded S Pen for your... Um, you know, whichever whichever colour phone you've got, you can yeah. buy for 50 quid your, your colour matched S Pen. But that used to be standard, didn't it? Yeah, I won't be doing that. Um, but I will be taking it away with me this weekend. So I'm, I'm going to the, the Lake District this weekend for a, 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 very, a couple of very long walks to the pub, as we call it. And um, I was really hoping this was going to come early because I think we, we both got this early, didn't we? I think we, we were both expecting it next week, weren't we? From the, about the 12th or 13th. Um, and it turned up early, which was absolutely awesome news because I'm, I'm heading off tomorrow, so I can now take this with me, do some photography and stuff, and give it a proper, a proper thrashing, really. Um, 
which is good news. But I'm I'm so far I'm really impressed. I feel good about this one. Whereas, like you say, the the S twenty two Ultra, as soon as I started using that, it was disappointing immediately. Um, that thankfully is a thing of the past. I, I mean, as much as this this is good news, it does piss me off still. It, it makes me <laughs> slightly more angry that we we ha- we were putting up with that. I don't really know why, and and it's annoying because you can't really, unless you experience that, you can't explain to all of America why we were so annoyed about it, because mm. um, they haven't experienced it. But um, why did we have to put up with that for so long? Why was it okay? It was silly. It was, wasn't it? Very silly. Well, so, it wasn't um, just the performance, though. So I, I mean, I, well, I, I imagine I'll do some before I have to send this S twenty one back. I'll I'll do some. Um, some experiments with the cameras just to see if it really is better than it used to be. But um, the the image processing on the Snapdragon is supposed to be better as well. Yeah. In terms of sort of noise and other magic that's applied to the image processing pipeline, it just it is better on the Snapdragon. Yeah, it's the video thing. I think. I mean, I think it's going to take good photos. I mean, in, again, shutter lag and all that sort of stuff will be interesting. I haven't really tested that yet have you uh, that, have you tried that's, it that's it's still a thing is it um well obviously i only got it like this afternoon so i haven't had time to to put it through put it through its paces properly but um i've watched a lot of i've watched all the reviews i've read all the internet and i've watched <laughs> now now i see you you've got it there right now one thing that you may or may not be aware of is that the shutter button on Galaxy devices takes the picture when you release your thumb from the button, not when you press it as it does on the iPhone. I so didn't that know may, that. That may be accounting for some of your perception that it's it's got shutter lag. Right. Interesting. I didn't know that. So I think by by default, if you press and hold the shutter button, it will flip to video. It does. Yeah. If you if you get good lock from the Samsung Galaxy App Store thingy. You know, Samsung's equivalent Play Store because there's got to be a Samsung equivalent everything. Um, you get good lock, and there is a, a plugin for that called something. Make the camera normal. Make the camera normal. No, it's called uh, Camera Assistant. Right. And that will unlock a couple of options, right? So that one of them is to switch off that behavior where it will only take the picture when you remove when you release your finger from the shutter button okay and you've also got the option to prioritize shutter speed over you know optimum exposure because hmm. it out of the box it is still a bit slow like you know you know when i when i took the pictures on the on the s21 ultra and the iphone and the nothing phone and we looked at the we looked at the the metadata, mm. and just the Samsung every time consistently just just t- t- took a week to take the photo. <laughs> for just it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I just don't get why it's such a, an issue. As soon as you have to start installing plugins and things, I start to switch off at that stage. Because why? Why do you I, have to? I do think this. I think it's worth doing though. Okay. So yeah, if you get get good lock. And that's generally a good thing to have anyway, because you could that, that gets you a lot of the way to desamsungifying it. Just so you can tweak a bunch of stuff and, and make it less irritating. Um, but yes, yeah, so get good lock and get the um, the camera assistant plugin. Um, but there's also a, there's a dedicated raw app as well, which I imagine you would probably want to have a play with and test the full 
200 megapixel output from the new sensor. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, but, I'll, um, oh, I'll take a look. Actually, on, on the subject of uh, there having to be a Samsung version of everything, the other observation <laughs> I made out of the box was that it's pre-installed with 60 gigabytes worth of crap. I've removed all of that immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I think we had this moment last time, didn't we, about the, some, some of the apps that it installs and, and really forces you to use. Um, things like a Samsung Wallet. Why? I don't want... Just give us the Google Wallet. Let, let us do everything the Google way. Um, yeah. Again, it's a minor gripe, really, isn't it? Because I think the phone itself is... At the minute is is impressing really but we've only had it a day rob in fact not, not even that we've had it a few few hours haven't we so we in a couple of weeks a couple of weeks time we might come back and say it's terrible but um i don't think that's going to happen to be honest um, no I, all all initial signs are good from my point of view i i picked it up and it made me happy rather than annoyed me so that's a good start i mean has it fixed all the niggles that i had with the s21 ultra no i don't think it has i mean obviously all the all the all the stuttering and glitching and so forth that's all gone it's buttery smooth it's a joy to use and hold and look at i still don't think i'm going to be able to take photos of my kids reliably on it that's the thing isn't it i won't have that issue in the lake district because nothing moves um, i mean that's the perfect place to take it that's exactly that's what it excels at yeah exactly are you going to take your pro max as well um, i will have that with me yeah yeah although i probably won't be using that location for the head-to-head -head. i'm probably going to use somewhere else for that but right. um but yeah, that's that's for next week. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting it through its paces. I think it'd be an interesting one. Um, I've taken taken a few videos on it as well. iPhone is still better. Sorry, but it is. I think you're well. Uh, and again, uh, video. There's no competition, is there? It's just. Well, it's no, just it's very. It's, it's much better now. Actually, it's not bad. And okay. well, and it, it wins by default at 8K30 because you can't do that on a on an iPhone. Yeah, I, I won't be shooting in 8K personally but although they win also because they got Ridley and Ridley Scott involved in that um in the in the little advert for it didn't they which is just wild isn't it Crazy. just get Ridley Scott to do your promo video for your camera phone that's insane I, I think you noticed didn't you they um they had literally gaffer taped a great big ND filter <laughs> onto, the, onto the the back of the um the S23 Ultra they were using for this film which made me made me smile was, anyway was amusing oh I'd, one thing to mention about the 8k 30 is that mm. i mean you could do that before but it was heavily cropped okay but now you, you get proper full sensor 8k 30 is anyone shooting 8k on a smartphone really don't see why not and if that i mean if you can great i, I just i'm trying to think of the utility for it why why you'd want to because 8k would be very handy from a Cropability point of view, it's not handy for anything else because no one can watch it. But um, I just, I don't. I mean, I think it's more of a flex than, than anything really. Which is, again, why not? If they can do it, fair enough. It's like having a a billion x zoom, isn't it? Just to let them get on with it. Um, I, d I don't know how long you can it can maintain that though, because it's going to get hot if you do that. That's a, oh, lot of, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of processing required to do that. So yeah, I've I, I don't know how long can record 8k 34 but it's it's cool that you can yeah when you bear in mind that a lot of dslrs that can shoot 8k do overheat quite quickly for a you know a tiny phone to be doing that it's um it's really impressive so that was the s23 ultra there was obviously the, the, the standard s23 and the s23 plus which i'm i thought about getting in but 
I haven't got the time, really. It's, there's way too many videos to be made at the minute. And um, they look like decent phones, really. I think the pricing is relatively good. Um, they don't really... They don't have much uh, that... that um, they share a lot of the specs, don't they, with the S23 Ultra, apart from some of the camera stuff. Um, although, what was strange about the event, I don't know if you had the same problem with the event, but I was really struggling to work out which version they were ref re you know, referring to for each feature. So when they were talking about the camera stuff, it wasn't clear if that was the, for the entire range or if it was just the, the, the Ultra or or what. But I get, I get the impression that a lot of this stuff is across the across the board, isn't it? Um. Yeah, they're, 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 there's, there's a lot of commonality. Well, they've all got the same front-facing 12-megapixel selfie camera now, hmm. whereas the the last Ultra had a 40-megapixel um, selfie front-facing camera. But apparently the it, this new sensor, even though it's only 12 megapixels, is is better. Nice. So. Bigger batteries as well. They, they, the, the Ultra's got the same size battery as last time, which isn't a bad thing. And that's one thing that I didn't have an issue with last year, but... Um, that's uh, yeah, it's the same in the in the ultra, but the but the the other two do get bigger batteries, don't they? Which is good news. Yeah, no, same. The S twenty one ultra because I didn't like it, spent a lot of its time in standby, and you would come back to it, and it would always have a whole bunch of charge. So yeah, yeah. I'd never had any issues with the battery life on it. The twenty two. You, you said the twenty one ultra. You, you meant the twenty two, didn't you? I did mean the twenty two. <laughs> so it's got. Um, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. Don't worry, you've hardly had any sleep, so. Um, uh, you're allowed that. Um, um, I, I, you say that they, they're reasonably priced. I, I disagree. I okay. think I think that they're too expensive. I mean, I was initially my game plan was to go down a tier and get the S twenty three plus because I now I just I need a bigger screen now. Now I've got a fourteen Pro Max, and it's all the nothing phones' fault because that had a big screen and just made me realise that I needed a big screen phone in my life. So I got the fourteen Pro Max. I was going to get the 23 plus because i didn't feel that the stuff about the stuff that made the ultra ultra wasn't worth the extra however the way they've sort of jigged their trading deals and stuff there was only a 50 pound difference between getting a an okay. s23 plus and the s23 ultra so i'm like well if, for 50 quid it, it, the ultra stuff is worth <laughs> it's worth oh, an yeah. extra 50 quid absolutely but it's not worth the or do they start at 1250 quid it's something ridiculous isn't it yeah crazy it's not worth that ever and so i'm i am still you know if it, it this particular model with the 512 gigs of storage and the 12 gigs of ram because that's well that's the other thing is from the 512 the 512 and the one terabyte editions you get 12 gigs of ram and the base one's only got eight so so if you were, you know, to, if you were going to buy this at full price, it'd be fourteen hundred quid. So yeah. we obviously got that crazy deal where you got seven hundred and fifty quid off. So ultimately, it cost six hundred and fifty quid. That's about what it's worth, I think. It is, but that, that's 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 in old money, isn't it? I think, yeah. These these flagship phones are just getting very expensive. That, that's what I meant really about the S twenty three and, and the twenty three plus because they do share a lot of the features. Um, you're not losing out on a huge amount, I don't think, compared to the Ultra. Um, but phones are just so expensive; it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, so, if I were looking at an Android phone in that sort of sub thousand pound mark, I'd be looking at the Pixels. Oh, hundred percent. They're they're yeah. cheaper than the S23s and just as good, if not better. And also, you don't have to spend fifteen minutes removing all the crap that Samsung <laughs> yeah. puts on because it's not there. That is true. 
Um, we've spent nearly 25 minutes talking about Samsung. That's and 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 in quite glowing terms as well. Uh, yeah, for 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 us. <laughs> what I about think. the laptop? Because, like I say, I, I've, I've got no, I've, I, don't, I know nothing about this. I've been way too busy with the phones and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't paid any attention to that. All the sort of stereo projector thing they did. Anyway, I mean, I've seen pictures of the the new Galaxy laptops, and they look nice. Still Windows, though, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah. So I mean, what's well, it's? They've got a variety of models haven't they you've got the galaxy book 3 360 which is the lower end one which will fold into a tablet and you can use your s pen and all that sort of stuff then you've got the galaxy book 3 pro which is a, just a normal style laptop then you've got the galaxy book 3 pro 360 <laughs> which has got all of the sort of fancy stuff from the the, the non-foldy pro one but you can fold it and then you've got the galaxy book 3 ultra and I might be wrong on this. I'm going from memory here, but I'm pretty sure they've all got OLED displays. They've all got the latest Intel Evo platform, um, you know, fingerprint sensors and stuff. But yep. one of the most interesting things about the whole lineup is they're they're really pushing how it plays nice with your other Galaxy stuff. Okay. In the same way that your you know your Apple phone plays nice with your Mac and so forth. There, you know, you've got your Galaxy phone and your Galaxy laptop. There's a whole bunch of inter interactivity that that you know is is, is uncommon mm. over on that side of the fence. So I, I think they look nice. I think they're competitively priced. Uh, I think they'll be good. Yeah, they're still not cheap though, are they? The um, the three sixty. Actually, no, that starts at fourteen hundred quid. That's not too bad, actually, is it? To be fair, um, they do look nice, actually, don't they? Yeah, they're very nice. I do like that kind of 360 tablet thing where you can turn it around and use the use the pen to to yeah, use I mean, it. I, th I mean, they, they, they've all got good good specs. I'm pretty sure they've all got OLED displays, mm. but the 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 lower end ones are lower resolution. So I think the the fancier ones are 3K and like 120% DCI P3. You know, really over the top displays. Um, and I think they're available in like a 14 or a 16 inch size. Yep. And but. They've got a really good selection of ports. So you've got two Thunderbolt 4 USB-C ports, HDMI. They've crammed a USB-A and an SD card slot and HDMI. Wow. In sort of, you know, MacBook-like dimensions. See, Tim, it can be done. You uh, can fit all yeah. that stuff in. So, you know, they've got, they've got fingerprint sensors to, nice. to log in, Wi-Fi yep. 6E. They've got, like, Dobly Atmos speakers. Ooh, nice. Um, and, yeah, I think... I think they start at about twelve hundred quid. Yeah, if you, if you get the really base model, um, I think for what what you're getting, that that is that's pretty keenly priced against your M2 MacBook Air, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Probably performs better as well if the, at the base yeah, model. Tempted to get one. I think I don't think they're available yet. I think they're sort of pre-order. You know, tempted to get one in. Uh, possibly, I might have to have a word with someone and see if we can get one in for. A, for, for review definitely but uh yeah it's about time i got back into windows yeah. after breaking the um the other one but did you did you catch the the the, the, the stereo projector stereo, <laughs> stereo no. pair this sounds amazing though i'm gonna google this what what is it 
I forget the name of it, and I meant to rewatch the event to go and find out what it was. But they they showed two projectors working in tandem to make like one massive projection, one massive image. So you combine two projectors to get one huge cinematic picture. Okay, I can't find it. Um, not the freestyle. If you type in, if you search for Samsung stereo projector, you just get loads of products from 2022, which were like these little portable products and things. It must be something well, different. Well, I, I think I think it is maybe like a, a revised version of the Freestyle. So the Freestyle uh, okay. was was their cool little hmm. portable um, projector, which was a cool product, but it was way too expensive. But now uh, maybe you can hook two of them together to get like double the amount of awesomeness picture. yeah i don't know i should have done my homework on that one oh, the least researched episode of eight or 16 ever um yeah. and on that note you're gonna to have to explain to me what the nothing phone 2 rumors are this is rapidly turning into you telling teaching a tech reviewer about what's going on in the world of tech <laughs> um, you should so, just be doing my job really rob i don't know i didn't know about the pitaka case being magsafe compatible <laughs> and it's an absolute disaster um so we're getting a nothing phone 2 are we Allegedly, yeah. So Carl Carl Pay has been dropping some hints that we are going to see a, a premium nothing phone two this year. Interesting, a premium one. A so premium. that that will be about fourteen hundred quid, then, won't it? Well, I hope, I hope, I hope not. But <laughs> I it, I think, yeah, I think I think they might well be releasing something that's perhaps sort of in the six hundred pound mark mm. that punches well above its weight. That's what I would expect to see. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be a real kick in the teeth for everyone else. If they just put better cameras on it, that's all they've got to do, really. The rest of the device is fantastic. It's great, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that phone. It feels it feels much more expensive than it is, I think. So that's, yeah, well, let's let's hope he comes good on that. And He'll do something weird, though, won't he? Won't, it won't come out until next year, and they'll have some kind of strange event for it, and there'll be... Loads of like cliffhangers and things leading up to it and stuff. Oh, so not, on, on the subject of that, one of the coolest things about the Nothing Phone launch was that you were watching it and it was all fine. And then halfway through, they were like, oh, by the way, this whole event's been filmed hmm. on Nothing Phones. Whereas Samsung got it wrong, didn't they? They were like straight from the outset. They were like, oh, this whole event's filmed on the Galaxy <laughs> S23 Ultra. I was like, well, where's the fun Although in that? They, it wasn't quite that, was it? I think, wasn't it just the the kind of little ads and things and the stuff they did with with Ridley Scott I don't think because it well, yeah. wasn't the, the entire nothing uh, the entire nothing event was filmed with phones wasn't it it was yeah so they went a step further which is very impressive very yeah that's good stuff um, are we done with everything that isn't Apple I think so yeah that was all, all very positive oh, yeah. it, was, it was good it's all yeah. good stuff. Well, it's been and a great like, start to the year for this sort of stuff, really. It's been, I mean, obviously, Samsung normally do their thing at this time of the year. Um, and there's some really interesting stuff on the way, I think, as well. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling really kind of upbeat about this S23 Ultra. I'm looking forward to to dropping my review, as they say, next week. Um, on to less uh, great things, which is um, where we start talking about Apple, don't we? Because I've been chucking out the content recently. Um just I had someone comment last night saying it worked out how many Mac videos I've made I've published in the last three or four weeks um, and he said isn't this a bit too much I said well not really for a, an Apple centric channel mate but 
it may not be the channel for you going forward um, as I publish the next, you know, MacBook Pro <laughs> comparison. But um, yeah, it, where do we start with this? So have you got any questions for me on this first? Because obviously I, I've just... I'm, the, the, the issue that I've got with this, and it's hard to explain this unless you sat in this room dealing with all the stuff that's coming in, and none of this is a moan at all, but when Apple launches new chips and new Macs, and they've all got different numbers and names attached to them, you get completely lost in that world. And when you're doing, obviously, compar- buying comparisons, buying guides, little benchmark tests, I, I'm I'm conscious that I've probably made quite a few mistakes and got my M1s and M2s mixed up in a lot of these videos. But you very quickly, and obviously the, the rate at which you're putting this stuff out, you very quickly forget what you've published, what you found. I know the top-level stuff, but um, I don't know if, you, if you've seen any of these videos yet. I suppose what I'm saying in a long, long-winded roundabout way is that it's very hard to keep up with what I've what I've discovered because Apple hasn't made it. They never make it easy, but they particularly haven't made it easy this year. I don't think. Yeah. So last time we spoke, you didn't have them yet. I didn't, did I? There was there, were, there weren't any M2 machines in my possession. And so, um, what we were concerned about, what I was concerned about, was just the uh, the notion that the single NAND chip issue now extended to the 512 gig versions as well. Yeah. So it always used to be, if you had your 256 gig M2 MacBook Air, you were only going to have one NAND chip and and the throughput was fine up until the point you saturated it and then it started going a bit wrong. And so if you were concerned about that, you would bump up to 512. The trouble with these new... M2 machines, the M2 Pro and M2 Max, is that those have now got half the amount of NAND chips that the previous generation equivalents had. Yep. Have you found that this is causing an issue? Yes, it definitely is. Uh, although it, it extends beyond that as well. So I'm just trying to find my, my test results, <laughs> which sounds a bit ominous, well, the, isn't it? But the, the other thing that... So I saw a teardown of it, which mm. we talked about last time, which was that the, the heat sink assembly the cooling assembly is is massively smaller than on the previous generation as well yeah which is so that ideal. that is so my my prediction is because i haven't watched your macbook pro one yet because you only you only That's published today. it like 20 minutes ago <laughs> or 20 minutes before we came why on haven't you watched it yet rob <laughs> um so i don't know what they can do but i i think i seem I think I caught a glimpse of the title and it's, it had the word fail in it, so I'm assuming it, had, <laughs> it didn't go well. But yeah, so a combination of the, the smaller heatsink and the NAND, half the amount of NAND chip situation, I think will yield some odd results. Which is exactly what it's doing. It, it, uh, the impression that I get, because whenever I mention this stuff on Twitter, lots of people get involved, including our friend Vadim from Max Tech. Um, what a ledge. Yeah, he's a great guy. And he seems to be suggesting that if you, if you read between the lines and, and kind of put aside all of their very technical benchmarking, I think the, the long and short of it is that these M2 chips are running quite hot. And to counteract that, Apple is doing all this stuff to try and reduce the heat. You know, that, that build-up of heat and slow things down and stop it you know, setting fire to itself, basically. Um, that's that's the long and short of it. And I guess if you throw in probably supply chain things and other reasons for, for changing the chipset, and it's it's a recipe for... If you, if you don't know what's going on, 
it doesn't matter. People will, will still buy these M2 machines, these M2 Mac Minis, the M2 MacBook Pros, and they'll be very happy with them. It's the people like us who are really kind of into this and fascinated by what's going on and doing very unrealistic comparisons. Like I've I've been I've sat in this room with like three different Mac Minis, two or two or three MacBook Pros, just an ungodly number of Macs, which not unless you're someone like me who does this for a living, you're not going to be sitting there doing that and poring over these kind of differences differences in export times and renders. But it do, when you do that, it does reveal what Apple is doing. And they are, you know, they're, they're kind of hampering these machines um, purposefully. And the, the numbers are really weird from my... And just very quickly, my, my as people probably know, my benchmarks aren't particularly reliable. They're, they're very kind of, you know... Um, kind of hashed together but what, well, no, what no, I, I, th- I think it, it, it's relatable because so. that's the idea you do you're like well look this is what i do right this is something that i do every day several yeah. times a day sometimes and i want to know is it better now than the last one yeah well in, in, that, in that case let's talk about the macbook pro because that's a classic example of this and, and, and like you said the reason that i do these tests is because they make sense to me. And there's there's two things involved. One of them is a render in Final Cut Pro, and the other one is a, an export. And they're both incredibly important. So obviously rendering footage means you can then export it and crack on and do whatever you need to do with it. And exporting it means you can very quickly, or slowly as it might be, get it uploaded to YouTube, get it to your client, whatever it might be. So those two processes are very important. And, and they're the two things really that video, editor, video editors look for when they invest in a Mac. And the 16-inch MacBook Pro, which I've been using since you know, October 20, 2021 or whatever it was, um, that that smashed the, the test. So um, this is with a piece of 10-minute 10, 10 4K footage from the, the Sony FX3. Um, the 16-inch MacBook Pro, the M1 Max version with you know, the spec'd up 32-core GPU, etc. That did the render in 1 minute and 31 seconds, which wasn't the fastest, I'll come on to what the fastest was, but that wasn't the fastest. Um, it did the export in two minutes and thirty-seven seconds, which was, and that was the fastest Mac out of all of them that I tested in terms of the export. Super fast, and I can live with that for the next two or three years. I don't, I don't need it to be any quicker than that. That's absolutely fine. The fourteen-inch M2 Max MacBook Pro, which I got in, so that that has basically been specced at the same. So it's got the, is it thirty-eight core GPU? Um, I've got the same 32 gig of unified memory in there as the as the 16 inch uh, version, two terabyte uh, SSD. So it hasn't got the base SSD. In theory, it should have the the right NAND chip configuration. Let me just get the test results for that up. It's a bit like going to the doctors, isn't it? Um, the test results for the for that one, the render was one minute and ten seconds. So super fast. And you know when you start something, you think, wow, that's that's this is quick. The export time was four minutes and 36 seconds. So pretty much double what it took the 16-inch MacBook Pro. And everything was the same. Same piece of footage, Mac OS Ventura, exactly the same version, same version of Final Cut Pro, no other apps running in the background, both laptops running on power. Okay, you've got one 14-inch and one 16-inch, which is going to have some bearing, obviously. Um, because all, again, what what the the, the other test at the other the proper benchmarking people are saying is that the fourteen inch, I think this was the case with the M one version, is being throttled compared to the the sixteen just because of the size of it and all that sort of stuff. 
but yeah, to, over yeah, two minutes difference in, in between the export time. So if I was looking at this thinking, uh, am I going to switch between, because I, I want that smaller 14-inch MacBook Pro for size reasons, but am I really going to spend three and a half grand on that when I lose ex- export time? Doesn't make sense, does it? Mm. We're going back then, basically. It's going back, yeah. Yeah, it's in the box. It's going back to Apple. But um, I'll stick with the 16-inch MacBook Pro until the M3 next year, I think. But um, it's just, yeah. Again, we're talking relatively fine margins here. Yeah, although it's two minutes, you know, you can make, make a cup of coffee in those two minutes and no one's any, any different. But when you think we're looking at two different generations here with pretty much the same specs, really, but one of them it has, has more graphics cores, it has new improved video encode engines etc yet it's slower in exporting footage that's not right is it hmm. what do you think was it all overblown nonsense I, I before you even got them i was still like i'm probably still going to be of the opinion that getting an m1 is a is the savvy move i think it is yeah if I was buying a machine now, I'd, I'd um, save some money and get myself an M1 Max or even an M1 Pro, MacBook Pro, personally. Um, Although, you had some interesting results with the M2 Pro Mini, didn't you? I did, yeah, which is what I'm using today, actually. I'm using this for the first time on the podcast. Um, so this is the base uh, base spec M2 Pro Mac Mini. That's got 10-core CPU, 16-core GPU, 16 gig of unified memory, and it's got the 512 dodgy SSD, base-level SSD. Um, So that did the render in 1 minute and 27 seconds, which beat the 16-inch MacBook Pro by 4 or 5 seconds. Um, And the export was 4 minutes and 44 seconds. Hmm. So... What was that compared? <laughs> Only well, not, well, that can't be that can't be a thermal throttling situation because that's got a massive. You know, it's it's mostly air inside that. <laughs> it's actually got it's got a yeah. honking great fan. So it must be the disc disc read write speed, mustn't it? That's the only other thing. It could be. So the fourteen inch M two MacBook Pro is gimped because of the cooling situation in that, in that chassis and the. And the fact that it's it's physically smaller than the previous generation, and then the M2 Pro Mac Mini is gimped because it's got half the amount of NAND chips. So yeah, yeah it basically all roads lead to unless you've got a really good reason to buy <laughs> an M2 machine, <laughs> just buy an M1 or prefer refurbished even and save even more money, and then wait for M3. I completely agree. It's it's just uh, yeah, well, well, yeah. Because even I mean, looking at the M1 Mac Mini that I've still got here, which is the thing that I used for you know, loads of videos for, for for the channel, that did the exact same test. It did the render in three minutes and nine seconds, which is really quick for that machine. Um, and it did the export in five minutes, which is slower, granted, than the other stuff, but it's only, what, 15 seconds slower than, than a brand new M2 Pro version. Um, obviously, that did the render much quicker, but again, unless you're really really playing to the clock with what you're doing then it doesn't matter um those m1 machines that they feel like the kind of the the the, the unrepeatable or unbeatable first album don't they which um Mm. the m2 can't can't seem to live with that's a very good way have you described the m2 as the difficult (laughs) i haven't i wish i had i was just thinking that (laughs) what a great video title i might have to go and change everything um 
yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, really. So are you going to keep any of the M2 machines? Yeah, the M2 Pro Mac Mini, I'm keeping that. You're only going to keep that, okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep that purely because I want to make that the centrepiece of the, the music, a little music production studio, which was always yeah. the plan, but I didn't expect to do it until March this year, <laughs> rather than January, but obviously things changed, didn't they? Um, yeah, I do wish that they'd uh, given it a facelift. Yeah, I know. Different colours or something. Jazz I think it up a bit. The colour thing would have been nice. I think the reason they probably haven't done the any other kind of changes to the chassis is because a lot of people rack rack mount these, don't they? And that would probably yeah. mm-hmm. annoy a lot of people if they were chucking fifty of these into a into a server room somewhere. Um, just sell them an adapter, though, couldn't they? They could do, couldn't they? Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I'm keeping that one, but the other the others are going back. What about your home pod? You got? A, a I was home, just thinking uh, that a second gen home pod, haven't you? It's over there. Yeah. Have you, have you seen my video for that? Uh, I have. Um, it was quite a, a very much an off off the cuff thing. I've so I've been using it a bit more since then. So so in in the video, I kind of I was relatively underwhelmed by it, and but I only spent two minutes listening to Sledgehammer and some of my own poorly mixed music. Um, but it is was Sledgehammer has that always been on your auditioning list or is yeah. that my fault? No, it's always been there. Yeah, yeah for a long time. That, I, I, that's just that, what a track. It's just perfect. I, I, I can't think of. Obviously, there are other. There's lots of lots of other music out there that's been just as well mixed and mastered, etc. But it's just yeah, everything about it. It's got it's got pretty much everything in it that you need, I think, to test a pair of headphones or a speaker or a pair of speakers or whatever. Um, and it. The thing is with the HomePod, I haven't heard the original one, have, and, and you haven't either, have you? I think we both said that we, we've never been in the same room listening to a original OG HomePod. Well, so outside of an Apple store. Yeah. Uh, I've got a fair test, really, is it? Not really, no. So I've got nothing to compare this against, but it's um, the best way to describe it, it's very, it's got a lot of... Uh, lot of bass response almost too much it feels like it's always going it's on the verge of distorting it's also very bo- a very boxy sound which might be where i've got it placed it might be that it hasn't fully configured itself for the room yet but potentially i don't know because it, it does all that clever stuff doesn't it in terms of adjusting the frequency frequency response based on where you place it so there is that to bear in mind and a few people did point out that i was kind of sitting there looking at it you know a foot away from my head um the idea is that you put it in the corner of the room and actually there's that's a very good point since i've had i've just left it behind me there on the desk and obviously i'm working on, on the other side of the room it does sound better the further away you are from it weirdly well, well actually directly on the desk or if you put it on a mat no it's directly on the desk but it is on a um it's on like a f- kind of felt sort of surface so oh, it's not it's I was, not I was gonna concerned damage it. about it leaving a leaving a mark <laughs> I think I should test that. I think I should give that, put that to the test. Apparently, it is. It's still an issue. Apparently, the, the problem is we've, we've got one, yeah, one table at home. I can try that on, but it is a family heirloom, so yeah, don't do that. It's a toss-up between content and really annoying Jen. I don't know. It's, yeah. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I'm just a bit underwhelmed by it. It's, I don't know. One thing you do get with this, and someone warned me about this, they said, as soon as you cover the HomePod, be prepared for everyone in the comments telling you to get a second one and put it as, make it a stereo pair. And that's exactly well, what's happening. So we'll either that or telling you to get Sonos. Yeah, there's not been many of those, thankfully. Well, right. I have, I've got Sonos, so there's quite an easy answer to that. But um, 
yeah, there haven't been that many of those, but there's been no end of people that have said, "Get what you're missing out. Get a second one. Spend another six hundred, uh, three hundred quid, <laughs> and um, <laughs> have it as a stereo pair." And I can imagine it must sound great. And I will try that at some point. But at the minute, I just want to kind of experience it on its own as it was intended. And it's just a bit like it's kind of okay. It's it's not bad. It's quite a, quite a big a big sound. I wouldn't trust it in a really kind of busy house for a house party. I'd worry about it breaking itself but if someone cranked it up and played the wrong song through it that might be unfair i don't know but yeah I'm well, just a bit... everything that i've read from you know people on the internet who who review this stuff and anecdotally even people who own stereo pairs on the discord server have all said that the step up to two is is greater than hmm. double. some of its parts yeah so yeah if, if I were, if I wanted that setup, if I wanted a stereo HomePod setup, I think I would go and find a pair of refurbished OGs, which you could probably get for about the same money as one new one. Yeah. So what we're basically saying throughout this podcast is buy the old stuff. Don't buy the Apple's latest stuff. things. We're just, we, it's, we're the old one. We're old, aren't we? <laughs> just, they don't make them like they used to. We're the OGs. <laughs> Everything's breaking for us as well, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's not a bad, not a bad shout, really. I don't know how much they're going for the old ones. They must have dropped in value now. Now there's a new one. Well, that's it, isn't it? So I'm pretty sure you can, you could, you, you could easily get a pair of refurbished first gen HomePods, big HomePods, for four hundred quid or less. I, yeah. I reckon. I would have thought so. But um, I'm going to keep testing it anyway. I'm going to take it home, replace all the Alexas with, with that HomePod and my little mini one as well and see how we get on at home with, with Siri, which will be interesting. One thing that is annoying with it, which some, someone pointed this out in the, in the comments section of the, of the video, um, is that you still can't ask Siri to play BBC radio, which yeah. is quite annoying because I use that quite a bit at home. I don't know if there's a way around it or not, but it, it just it won't, it won't well, play ball. I guess you have to bring it up on your phone and then... Tap it, I suppose. Tap it. Which is a bit caveman, isn't it? Um, Apple did launch something else, didn't they? Which was, again, complete... Uh, Apple didn't, sorry. That's completely wrong. Someone related to Apple. <laughs> Here's how old I am. I think he still works for them. Um, Johnny Ive, he he he, um, he he released a red nose, didn't he? He released. did. Yeah. La- launched a red nose. Have you got, where, where's yours? So I ordered it, it turned up, and then I completely forgot it was in the house. I, I keep leaving it at home. I wanted to do to do like a little unboxing of it for a YouTube short, and I, I keep forgetting to bring it into the studio. I just Where's tried yours? to open mine, and it pinged off on the other side of the room. Hang on. Hooray. Oh, yeah, nice. Well, <laughs> oh, it's falling off. Jan, Jan's got hers as well. Nice. Check us out. We're the coolest. Yeah. I need, I need, to, I need to go and get mine, don't I? Is it is it well designed? Is there anything about it that makes you think, oh, this, this so, is? If you're not, so you, well, you haven't even looked at it yet. No, it's just it's under the underneath the TV at the minute. I mean, yeah, it's very it's very Johnny Ive. It's uh, it's sort of simple and elegant and does what it's supposed to do. It's a it's a pleasing little object. Oh, nice, it's yeah. nice. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's a, it's a classic Ive thing, isn't it? That makes a lot of sense. Well, it's, when it looks like a HomePod Mini, it's a nose pod <laughs> Mini. <laughs> nose pod Mini. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll do mine tomorrow. I'll get mine out tomorrow. That was a nice little surprise, though, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that was fun. Out, out of nowhere, just Johnny Ive releases a nose. Why not? <laughs> We're nearly at the bottom of the show outline. We haven't even finished. This is this is unheard of. Uh, Kef, Kef MU7s. Yeah, any good? Uh, they are, yeah, although I wasn't very impressed to begin with. I was a little bit, again, underwhelmed with them when I first put them on my head. And then I realised that I think... Obviously, Kef being Kef, they're not going to release a pair of headphones that sound like a pair of Sonys or, God forbid, Beats or whatever. Or even some of the, you know, like the Barty's, some of the, the, the more expensive ones that I've been trying out. They're going to release a pair of headphones that are very natural sounding and not, you know, don't kind of barge into the room shouting. They're going to be very kind of chilled out and sound just nice. And that's exactly what they are. They're just a very nice sounding pair of headphones, which after a while I've, I've grown to, to really like. Are they are they a bit toppy? Yeah, they are a little bit. The, the Kef sound is generally a bit toppy. So I back in the day before we moved here, I had a a pair of Kef Q floor standers. Oh, nice! And when I first got them, the uh, the preciseness and the clarity of the top end was was frankly unpleasant because I hadn't heard, <laughs> I hadn't heard anything <laughs> quite that good before. But then you get used to it, and 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 you're like, wow, this the detail and the clarity is incredible. It's a bit too um, much it, for me. Yeah, I thought it might be, given your historical preferences, your tastes in other other products. Um, well, okay, I, I was going to make a suggestion about like if you're going to get some some alternative speakers to try against the HomePod. Now that you're friends with Kef, get them to see if you can get them to send you some of their active speakers. You know the LS fifties. Yes, oh, there's so many things that Kef make that I just want. <laughs> Not that I'm just not that I've done this headphone review just to get more Kef things, obviously, <laughs> or be invited to their their factory down in wherever it is, southwest. Um, but yeah, this, some of their things are just they, they make some lovely things, don't they? Love lovely speakers. I'll, uh, yeah, who, who knows what might happen next? That would be nice. But yeah, they're okay. So basically, that's my very quick quick review. If you want a, a nice sounding pair of headphones, if you like Kef. Just buy the MU7s. If you're looking for a pair of over-ear you know, noise-cancelling headphones, the noise cancelling is really good. The only thing that's really weird with them, a really strange omission, is the lack of uh, transparency mode. There is no pass-through transparency mode for reasons which I can't fathom. You know, why not have that? Um, yeah, really, really odd. Have they, have, they, have they got any mics? Are they purely for listening? Can you can you make phone calls on them? You can. You can make. Oh, yeah. Can you? I didn't test that. I did note in the review that the fact they don't have uh, transparency mode means they won't be very good for not for taking telephone calls because you can't hear yourself. But um, I didn't actually test the telephone calling. I, I wonder if they just don't have any mics. Maybe they don't. That's a really good point. I should have tried that, shouldn't I? Okay, so I'll, I'll readjust that. If you want a, if you love Kef and you don't want to make telephone calls with your <laughs> headphones, buy a pair of MU7s. There you go. Right, the last thing on the list, Rob, is the MagSafe monitor uh, monitor mount, which is finally available in the UK. Yes, a, a tip of the hat to Louise for alerting us to this fact. Yeah, who was on the show a few shows back, wasn't she? She was. So that's good news if you've been looking forward to that, as, as lots of people have. You've been mashing F5 on the Apple Store waiting for that to appear. It's here. So, yeah, if you weren't aware, you were after one of those. Go get it. Just for anyone that doesn't know what it is, I think it's Belkin, isn't it? It is, It's yeah. an attachment that sits atop your display so that you can MagSafe your phone at the top of your monitor 
if you want to use it as a webcam or for you know for continuity camera or camo whatever your wireless webcam software of choice is 40 quid that's not too bad is it if, if it's belkin it will be well made so yeah i do make good stuff the belkins not, not to be sniffed at at all nice that we're done that's that's the entire list finished I'm, I don't know. It's, where are we? Fifty-six minutes, according to, to logic. That's unbelievable. So in two weeks, I don't think that's ever happened, has it? I, I'm bit, I'm bit <laughs> flummoxed by that. It's, have, we, have we really just? We, do we just stop talking now? Is that what happens? Do we just fade out? Or yeah, yeah we, we normally have loads of things left over that we have to push up through to the next, the next episode. But we're we're done. I mean, in fairness, everything on here is all new. I don't think I remember to pull in the stuff that didn't make it into earlier shows. That's true. We'd have been here until 11 o'clock, wouldn't we, if that was the case? <laughs> <laughs> but what's happening between now and our next show? I don't think there's... I shouldn't say this, should I? <laughs> Judging by what's happened over the last few weeks, but I don't think anything anything big's happening, is it? Also, we had, we had OnePlus, didn't we, which was today. Was it yesterday? With the OnePlus 11 or whatever it was. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, we were saying earlier that about the S twenty three and the S twenty three plus. I don't know that anyone should care about those because there are there are better options. So mm. I was talking to Louise about this earlier. Actually, it's like, well, look, you know, if you're really on a budget and your primary concern is you want an excellent camera that fits in your pocket that also happens to be a phone, well, then you need a Pixel six A, which you can get for less than three hundred quid now. Yeah. If you want to spend a bit more and have something that's sort of different, then get a nothing phone, which again you can get for three hundred and fifty quid now. Yep. But you know, if you're wanting the, the the sweet spot of the best Android experience you can get without bankrupting yourself, then it's the Pixel Seven Pro. Absolutely. If you even can't stretch to eight hundred and fifty quid, then just the regular Pixel Seven will do, or yeah, the just announced um, OnePlus 11, if your priorities are more having a telephoto lens and a larger display, hmm. if that's more important to you than water resistance and wireless charging, I think the OnePlus 11 is probably worth a look. I agree. Yeah. We must but have in any saved... Case, that, 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 that section of the market, the non, you know, ridiculous everything in the kitchen sink flagship, there, there are better options of... A, you know, a variety of price points, all of which are less than Samsung are expecting you to pay for the S23 and the S23 Plus. So basically, buy a M1 Mac, buy the yeah. OG HomePod, don't buy flagship phones, <laughs> and buy Johnny Ives Red Nose. That's the that's the synopsis of this episode, isn't it? I think so. And we've saved some serious. I think I think I reckon we've saved serious money out there today. <laughs> we should be proud of ourselves, Rob. And we'll return in two weeks' time and then uh, probably moan about how terrible the S23 Ultra is. It is. No, we won't. It'll be fantastic, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, my review's hitting the channel next week. And I should mention as well, even though I, I always kind of don't you know, promote things on this uh, on this podcast, that the, the Medium Academy is now available for enrolment. So if you fancy jumping on board with that, I'll stick a link in the show notes. Plug over. Right, Rob. Cheers. I'll let you get some sleep because you've had three hours. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. See ya.